Hey there, welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for Wednesday, June 24th. We've never met. My name is Alex and I help oversee operations here at Bridgetown Church. In his 2017 retirement speech in front of 20,000 fans, Kobe Bryant turned to his then three daughters and said, Those times when you get up early and when you work hard. Those times when you stay up late and you work hard. Those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination, it's the journey. And if you guys can understand that, then what you'll see happen is you won't accomplish your dreams. Your dreams won't come true. Something greater will. If you guys can understand that, then I'm doing my job as a father. In late January, Bryant, along with one of those daughters and seven others, died in a helicopter crash. In the days that followed, Hall of Fame basketball player Tracy McGrady reflected on a story from Bryant 20 years earlier. McGrady said, He used to say all the time, I want to die young. I want to be immortalized. I want to have my career be better than Michael Jordan, and I want to die young. McGrady went on to share how much Kobe Bryant had changed over the years. From the young, often foolish 20-year-old who essentially wanted to win and die, to the father of four daughters who saw the beauty of life's journey, not just the finish line. Now, a third of you just tuned out because I'm referencing sports. Hang in there. No more sports for the rest of the podcast, I promise. A third of you are uncomfortable because of the publicly flawed figure Kobe Bryant was. Not only do we not condone anything Kobe Bryant was ever accused of, but we're focusing on this story about Kobe Bryant, not the man himself. For the final third of you, at this moment, a single sports reference from Bridgetown Church has you off your feet in adoration of Jesus. And to you, I say, my people, the sports fans of Bridgetown, Jesus is alive. I start this Bridgetown daily with the story of Kobe Bryant, not only because I'm the resident sports guy on the Bridgetown staff, and I have the responsibility to do so, but because I can identify with his story of missing out on the journey because I'm too focused on the destination. Yes, Kobe Bryant is talking about sports, not Jesus. No, I don't want to die early, but I truly do live my life with a series of destinations or finish lines that I believe if I can just reach will provide my fulfillment. Most of us have a series of finish lines within our life. Graduate school, get a job, find a significant other and get married, buy a home, maybe have some kids, retire with comfort and happiness. Sure, you can throw in plenty of your own flavors to that matrix, and there's nothing wrong with any of this, but these moments are just that, they're moments. And if we look even closer, most of us create these finish lines or these destinations throughout our day. For example, I will rest when my kids go down for their nap. I can't wait for the workday to be over. I'll be happy when I get to eat lunch or watch Netflix tonight or get done with this task. To give you an example, I have three kids ages four and under and I can honestly say being their parent is the favorite role I get to play in life. And still, many days, the driving force in my life is to get them to sleep so that I can rest. I miss out on the journey of being Ella, Otto, and Charlie's dad just trying to get to that next checkpoint. 
My counselor recently described my mindset this way. You want peace, but you want it on your terms. What is it that you're after today? Is it peace or comfort, relational bliss with someone, success? I'm sure whatever it is, it's a really good thing. I want peace. Peace is really good. But how often might we get caught up in striving for these God-offered gifts through our own means? David Benner, in his book, Desiring God's Will, says, The starting point in aligning our heart and will with the heart and will of God is to understand the difference between our natural willfulness and the God-given gift of willingness. Benner describes willfulness as a weapon in the battle for control and willingness as a relaxed decision to let pass and let it be. Listen to Benner's description of Jesus. Jesus showed nothing of willful rigidity, although the strength of his resolve and the consistency of his spiritual disciplines are striking He lived a life characterized by flexibility, not predictability. He was constantly surprising people, always capable of spontaneously embracing the opportunities of the moment, never compulsively grasping the safety of the habitual. His discipline served to align his will and his spirit with God's will and God's spirit. But this discipline was not dependent on external rigidity. It sprang from a heart that was aflame with the love of God, not a will that was striving for self-control. Jesus lived a life of consistent discipline that flowed out of a heart of willingness because he was aware of God's love. And that's what I long for. The ability to strive towards the good things of God because God's love is my fuel. In those moments of encounter with Jesus, it's as if nothing else matters. Your crying baby is now the most beautiful creature in the world. The project at work that will not end is an opportunity to love the people around you, to make an impact, even just to earn a paycheck. Even the griefs within life become chances to be comforted by the greatest comforter of all. James chapter 1 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Every gift is from our generous, gracious God. The air we breathe, the sun coming up each day, whether or not it is behind the clouds, the food we eat, the people we get to love and who love us back. All these gifts, they are what we experience every day on our way to various destinations. We experience the gifts while on the journey. Now, don't get me wrong, there's a lot to grieve too, but it's the same loving God who gives us every good gift that stands by us when we're broken. If we miss God in our grief and only experience him in our joy, we miss much of who he is. So as we journey through life's ups and downs, right now literally in a frustrating worldwide pandemic. Let our focus not be on waiting to enjoy life again once we reach specific destinations that we set up, but let us instead realize God is so near in all that is going on. May we live a life of God-given willingness, 
May we live not for the finish line, but the races themselves. May we enjoy the journey. Now slow down, take a deep breath. And as you get into a posture of receiving, maybe with your palms up, let me read Benner over you. Take a few moments to reflect on your own choosing of God, not simply your choosing of God's will. How will today be different if you live with an awareness that God has preceded you into your day and is listening to your voice, watching for your appearance? Dare to encounter the courtship of the divine lover of your soul. Dare to allow God to draw you towards surrender, not out of obligation, but out of desire. Invite the Spirit of God to so capture your heart that your willing will follow. We cannot simply will surrender to God's kingdom, but we can allow God's love to draw us towards a surrender that is not the result of our willing, but the culmination of our desires. Jesus, let it be so.